Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast, and I am your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health professional. Here I discuss mental health and wellness tips. If that's your thing, you're in the right place. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and you will receive alerts every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please share this podcast out to your friends and family so that they can also be on this healing journey with you. All right, Rise Tribe, we are into week three of our four part series of Choosing You. Last week episode, we discussed how to fall in love with yourself unconditionally. All right, be sure to check out episode 101. Today, we are talking about how to get an ROI on your relationships. Part of choosing you is entering into relationships that are reciprocal, mutually beneficial. All right. We are going to get into that topic in just a bit. But before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, listen, ladies, I am hosting a six week Boundary Built Hers workshop and you don't want to miss it. If you want to learn how to establish and maintain healthy boundaries, I encourage you to join and register immediately. Registration for this workshop is available and ends May 18th. So go ahead and register early. What you will receive is a workbook that will prompt you to follow along as we go live on our workshops. The workshop is weekly for one hour and will be held virtually. You also get a t-shirt, a Boundary Builders t-shirt shipped to your home. So go ahead and join the Rise Tribe of ladies looking to teach people how to treat them. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. The registration link will be listed in the show notes and also on our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. I look forward to seeing you all there. Take care. The relationship you have with yourself is going to be reflected to you in the relationships that you have with others. All right. So this is why we're covering the topic of reciprocity, because if you're doing the work on yourself, you want to usher into your life reciprocal relationships that reflect what you're giving to yourself. All right. So reciprocity defined is it's a mutual exchange of energy, love, care and affection in which both parties in the relationship are getting their needs met. Okay, so. If you do not value yourself and you put everyone else's needs before your own, your relationships will be with people who will be self-centered and more likely takers, right? They will not look to meet your needs because you probably at some point either have not asked for help, right? Because you like to deal with things on your own and you probably have said something like, oh, no, don't worry about me or I don't want to impose or ask for too much. Right. So in a sense, you're teaching these individuals that I don't matter and I can continue to give to you, but I'm not expecting anything in return. Right. This gives others permission to not invest in you, which is the opposite of what we want. But we have to first think and believe that we are worthy of love, energy, 
care, affection that we so freely give to others, we have to feel worthy of that as well. We have to feel worthy of reciprocity. All right. And so that's a mindset shift that we have to go in expecting others to return to us what it is that we're putting out. All right. And that comes with doing the work on yourself. And that's what this series is designed to illuminate just how self-love plays into every aspect of our lives. Right. By choosing ourselves and pouring into ourselves the love that we give to others, we send a message to one ourselves And then to others that we are worthy of love because this is what we provide to ourselves standard issue without being in relationships with others. So why would we settle for anything less than that? Right. If this is what I'm providing to myself, if you come into my life, you got to be able to provide the same thing. Okay. But if we are struggling, right, with loving ourselves, it is going to be hard to receive love as well. So if we don't value ourselves, it is going to be hard for us to accept the love that others will give to us because we don't feel like we're worthy of it. And so we'll push it away. We'll minimize it. Oh, no, don't worry about me. Oh, no, I don't need help, even though we're struggling. Oh, I don't want to impose. Oh, if you don't mind, all those things are saying that we are not worthy. We don't feel that we are worthy to receive. All right. So think about it. If you don't affirm yourself and tell yourself you are drop dead gorgeous, right? The moment someone compliments you or tells you you look beautiful, you start to minimize it. You start to feel uncomfortable. Oh, this hairstyle. Oh, I, 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 I didn't comb my hair today. Oh, I didn't even wash my face. You like my skin? I didn't even wash my face today. Or this outfit. Oh, this old thing. Or this thing I got from the dollar store. We typically try to minimize it or make jokes at our own expense to deal with that discomfort because we don't feel comfortable receiving those compliments because we don't affirm ourselves, right? So if we don't have the foundation of self-love, being in a reciprocal relationship is going to be a little nerve-wracking. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable because we are working at a deficit. We don't value ourselves. We don't love ourselves. And so the moment someone starts to give to us, we're not ready to receive that. So before I get into ways which we can correct or be intentional about being in reciprocal relationships, I want to go over what it looks like to be in a one-sided relationship. Here are some Telltale signs. I have eight telltale signs that you could be in a one-sided relationship. Number one, you feel that you are putting more effort in than they are. Maybe you're the one initiating all the plans. Maybe you're the one to call all the time and they wait for you to call or make first contact. Maybe you're putting more effort into solving problems or communicating about your emotions or the direction of the relationship. Maybe you're the one paying for everything, but whatever the case may be, you're putting in more effort than they are, right? It's lopsided. Number two, you do not feel like a priority in their life. 
They don't check in with you. Oh, I'm just calling to see how you're doing. They don't ask questions about you. How was your day at work? What's going on this weekend? What do you have planned for this? They don't offer to help you or support you or give to you in any way, right? People who prioritize you, you matter. They let you know that you matter. You know, they're going to change their plans for you. They're going to make time for you. But number two is you do not feel like a priority in their life. All right. Number three, you feel taken for granted. So you're doing, you're giving, they're taking, they're enjoying all the things that you're doing, but they're not expressing or demonstrating that they appreciate the support, the talks, the time, you feel very taken for granted. It's almost, they feel like that you're supposed to do these things for them and they don't have to say thank you or anything like that. So you feel taken for granted. Number four, piggybacks off of that is others feel entitled to your resources, but they don't feel obligated to give to you. So they feel obligated to your time. They feel obligated for you to buy them things, do things for them, but they don't feel like they have to give to you in any way in return. All right. Number five, you give without expectations of getting anything in return. So sometimes, and I was raised this way where give and, and don't expect to receive or don't give to receive is the saying that we were And, you know, I would just do things for people. And I noticed more people were taking, taking, taking without an expectation to give back. But there's some flawed thinking in that where give without any expectations. And, you know, part of it is like, okay, you want to give from your heart. But at the same time, you don't want to be taken advantage of. So you definitely have to balance this because based on your religion and how you grew up and just being service oriented, you know, you don't want to go in with the wrong intentions that I'm only doing this for an outcome. You want to do it because your heart, but you also want to be smart about how you give. So we need to tweak how we teach giving, but you give without expectations of getting anything in return. And this can get into a slippery slope because you will attract takers with this. Six is you offer help more than you ask for help. So it is always more powerful to be a giver, right? Because asking for help, we are in a vulnerable position, but that's what relationships are about. It's about being vulnerable and being able to allow people to show up and give to you as well as you give to them. So it needs to be mutual. All right. Number seven is you struggle to ask for help. When help is given, you try to control or take over so people stop helping you. So because we are used to being in a very powerful position, maybe we might have our lives together and we might be the person everyone comes to for help. It might be very uncomfortable to ask for help, to be in that, again, vulnerable position. And then when we ask for help, because we're used to doing things and taking control and being the person in control of everything, that we just don't know how to accept help and not 
take over control. If they're not, you know, doing it the way we want, we, you know what, I'll do it myself. Or asking for help requires us to communicate on what it is we need. Oh, if I got to do all of this explaining, I might as well do it myself. Anything to deal with that discomfort, anything to get out of sitting in that receptive energy and being vulnerable. So it might be a telltale sign if you struggle to ask for help or if you try to control the help. All right. Number eight in the telltale signs, this is my last sign that you might be in a one-sided connection is you fear losing a relationship. So you engage in people pleasing behaviors. Some examples are engaging in situationships just to keep someone around. They're not wanting to commit. You want commitment, but just to keep them around, just to have them near, you're willing to accept something you don't want. Or having friends who you know are not in alignment with you, but because you don't want to be alone, you would rather deal with friends who are not in alignment, who are not serving your best good, your highest good, just to keep them around. Okay. So here are some things that we can do to foster in more reciprocal relationships in our lives, all right? Number one is encourage open, honest communication, right? And when we're communicating, it's just not about speaking, but it's about actively listening to the other person and then offering up solutions, right? But encourage open communication because that's gonna be the bedrock of any relationship is having that ability to be open, authentic, honest with each other. Number two is remember to take help, accept the help, accept the support, accept the gifts and be thankful for them. Okay. Don't say no, no, don't worry about me. Don't say, oh, I got it. No, accept the help. Okay. Be able to be in that receptive energy. Number three is reciprocate in meaningful ways. What does that mean? That means understanding the person that you're giving to, right? Understanding what their love language is, what they need to feel valued, supported, and doing things that resonate with them, not you. So sometimes we will give people what we want and not what it is that they're looking for. So you really want to give, if you're going to give, you want to give in meaningful ways that will resonate with that person. Number four is understand that relationships are dynamic and should not be made to be transactional, right? So we want reciprocity, but we don't want this to be a a keeping a notebook. Okay, I just opened the door for this person. So you have to do something for me now. You want to give from an open heart and not feel obligated to get something in return every time you give something. But there should be a mutual willingness to meet each other's needs in healthy relationships, okay? So keeping that in mind. Number five, and this is my last tip, is do not continue to invest in relationships that do not give you a return on your investment. So in conclusion, when you choose to love yourself, you set the standard for how others should treat you. If you're pouring into yourself and you know that you are worthy of love, kindness, attention, respect, and so much more, then that is what you will accept in relationships because you know what you provide. All right. So when you notice that these things are not being provided 
you can decide whether or not this relationship is either adding value to your life or the opposite is taking away from your life. All right. Relationships without reciprocity usually end with one person being burnt out, overwhelmed, feeling used or unloved. So be very selective with the relationships you invest in. All right. So tune in next week for part four, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. All right. Until next time, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.